I love the vibe of that song. It made it to the bangers playlist. Yes. I'm 16 hours deep on it. On? My Beach Bangers playlist. Really? Yeah. You're going to be jamming. Yeah. Well, I've got two full days at the beach. You know what I don't have? A speaker. You don't have a speaker? I don't. I'm going to have to figure it out somehow, some way. Like, I'm either going to go to the pawn shop, figure out that way, or I'm just going to have to shell it out for, like, something decent. What do you got to spend? You want to invest in good money in this speaker, bro. I know. Don't just buy one that's going to shit out in two weeks. Or on the first I bit know of that, sand but it's better water. than having nothing. That's true. That's true. Have you looked in JBL party boxes? No. They're so dope. And they uh-huh. have them from like JBL party box 100 all the way to like... I've seen a thousand and it's crazy. Like I think they're like two grand, maybe three. And the hundred's like three hundred bucks, so you can see that's kind of the scale from a one the hundred to the thousand. But a thousand dollar speaker? Oh no, it's called the Party Box One Thousand. Oh, that's just what it's called. Okay. It probably okay. costs like three grand. What in the world? Yeah, yeah. Oh my! Why does it cost so much? I don't know. If you want to talk about it on the podcast, like, can you look stuff up on the podcast? Is I, that is I'm, like? Yeah, I can look stuff up. Do you Do you like doing that? I I don't mind. We don't ever really look stuff up, but. Like you looking at this. I say we like it. There's multiple people. I don't ever look stuff up, but I don't mind because I have this computer. Yeah. That I spent money on. That yeah. Can look stuff up. Yeah. It has the capability to do. It's that. a look stuff up machine. It is literally that. <laughs> Why would we not use it for that? <laughs> the party box. One thousand. One thousand. Yeah. Okay. It's probably like two fifteen-inch subs. In it. And it's a Bluetooth speaker. That's exactly what it is. And you can buy one pre-owned for $1,100. There you go. I don't need this. Until <laughs> you hear it. Is it a karaoke thing? What makes it so special? It's a party box. Like, it's everything. It's karaoke, I'm sure. It's like, I'm pretty sure, like, with when you get, like, the party box, uh-huh. it comes with an app. You can mix your songs. You can mix audio things um, with a mixer on the JBL app. Okay. So, like, you can, and the, obviously the, the front of it lights up, and it's got a really pretty light display, and it goes with your music. I see that. You can mess with it, I'm sure. Like okay. You can, you can give it themes and tempos and I'm stuff. I'm going to tell you right now, bro, I ain't spending $1,000 on a speaker. I, I, if you were partying a lot, it would be worth it. Like yeah, if I don't you were do getting that. big crowds together. Like, I, I had a vision for a minute. I'm going to the beach. I'm going to the part of the beach where you can drink, and... I just have this vision of like starting a party. Yeah. And being like the ringleader <laughs> of a party on the beach. I don't really care about yeah. that. I just, that would probably fall into place anyways, but like, and that's fun. That's cool. Yeah. 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 But, uh, yeah, dude, like have a mic and like music okay. and I'm grilling and just DJ out at the beach. Yeah. Okay. Does that sound fun? I'm vibing. Yeah. I would be cool. Like, if I didn't know you and I was at the beach, I want to go hang out with that. I have a setup, too. Really? I bought a 12 by 12 canopy. Okay. That's smart. Yeah. Got to protect yourself from the sun. It's massive. And, like, it's a 12 feet by 12 feet. Mm -hmm. It's 144 square feet. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I'm good at math sometimes. (laughs) I mean, that costs you like 1,100 bucks in New York. Holy moly, it does. (laughs) You ever think about that? I hate that. We complain about prices here, bro. Oh, I don't. I pay a mortgage. I'm cool. 
I mean, I'm, I do too. I'm cool with mine. I hear people's rent these days for like apartments. I'm, I'm it's happy. insane. Mm-hmm. It's insane. I was just talking to someone the other day about how growing up, I remember rent being like four, five hundred, six hundred a month, maybe on some of the biggest apartments, and that was like holy moly. Yeah. And now it's sixteen hundred. Yeah. No, if you find one like for five, six hundred, like you're like losing it. Like, you're or like, it's not a good place to live. <laughs> Let's be honest, right? You're getting killed there. Yeah. uh, Not even that. You got roaches. I mean, that's a real problem, too, man, is like there are people that can't afford $1,600 a month of rent, support a family, buy groceries, enjoy life, right? That's a legit problem. People can't afford to do that. And what that's what blows my mind about like other places, like outside of where we live, is... Like, man, the housing market in Oregon, when we considered moving out there and we looked at it, what I bought my, what, what I bought my house for here, it's almost double. Like for the same style. For the same amount. It's this 1,600 square foot house, mm-hmm. right? Running you like 450 to 500,000. Yeah. In the yeah. Northwest. Dude. It's insane. Like we're trying to still live like regular people here. And, yeah. like, over there, it's crazy. Like, there's probably a massive gap. Yeah. Which makes all of the stuff that's going on in the United States right now, as far as, like, this looming recession, increased inflation of everything from your basic needs to the just, you know, entertainment, uh, right? Going back to enjoying life. Um, it, that's also been, been on my mind, too, is, like, you know, there are people that struggle to make it in normal times. Mm-hmm. How in the world do we expect people to make it when everything's inflated in price, except for wages, right? I don't hear about too many people getting raises right now. No. Right? Oh, they can't be because, I mean, I just know personally with the job that I work at, I know I talk to my boss all the time. Like, he's paying more for things, too. Mm-hmm. You know, he's paying a lot more for things. Exactly. things some, certain things are double what they were three years ago. You know, and I worked there three years, three years ago, which is crazy. And, um, yeah, like it's just nuts. Like he has to pay a lot more too. So like, I even would think like, I'd feel bad asking for a raise right now, Yeah, you know, Yeah, which I'm comfy. I'm good. Probably be an awkward conversation, especially in your situation where it's like a mom and pop business. Yeah. You know, pop, pop, <laughs> mainly pop, pop. That's fair. That's fair. Um, man, everyone, thank you guys for joining this is Sean. This is Sean's show. You know what it is. Episode number five with a very special and important guest. I'll tell you right now. Mm-hmm. He was supposed to be episode number one. And honestly, we've done like four or five of these trial episodes before doing this official episode, like the official episode. This is number five yeah, yeah, for yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> Which is insane. So the one that was supposed to be the official one. I wasn't fully uh, used to my equipment quite yet, and so I only recorded one line, and that was my line, and I did my best to try and save the audio post-production, but unfortunately I wasn't able to do it. still think you should have posted that. Just yeah. you. Nah, no one wants to listen to just me. I'm grateful for the people that are tuning in, and I'm sure it's not to listen to me. I'm sure it's to listen to all the interesting people that we've had thus far and I'm glad to add another one 
Ladies and gentlemen, join me in welcoming Mr. Devin Tenney. Devin. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you for having me. Thank you for being here, bro. Number five, we're going to get it right this time. We are recording both mics. Everyone can hear you loud and clear. <laughs> so we were talking about some, some interesting stuff before we got going here. You know, kind of touching on the recession and housing and housing market and um, just a lot of crazy stuff going on yeah. with with the United States, not even just the U.S., <coughs> excuse me, not even just the U.S., um, but all around the world. And uh, for some reason, man, I've had a hard time focusing on what's going on with like Russia and Ukraine and potentially China and Taiwan. Like I've had a hard time focusing on that because of all the stuff that we have going on here. You mean your your own life and like your own stuff? <laughs> no, no, no. Um, like it's just hard to focus on things. Like there's, there's like a scale of things. You've got your own life. You've got your local town. You've got your state, your country, and then other countries. And it's hard. Yeah. Like there's a lot going up. on, man. But particularly, per particularly, I don't even know if I said it right that time. Slow you did. It down. Okay. Okay. You did. How like um, Particularly, particularly. Should have quit while you're ahead. Jesus Christ. Um, I'm illiterate. Um, yeah, no. So there's just a lot of crazy stuff going on here domestically. And that's the stuff that has taken my focus away of what's going around, going on around the world. And it's, uh, we were talking about, you know, the inflation, increased prices of groceries and living costs. Gas. Gas is a big one. Gas is horrible. I, I, like I just, you know, I told you I'm going on vacation in a week. Uh, I have to budget like $400. Just for gas. Just for gas. And that's probably not going to cut it. It may not. It may I not. I don't think it will, man. Have you accounted for the prices where you're going? I think so. Because we're kind of blessed here. Pretty well. Like I, Whenever I say budgeted, I always go about, you know, 25% over what I, okay. what I get it like an exact amount. So yeah. I try to leave a cushion there. Yeah, so uh, my last my last guest before we started her episode, we were talking about um, there being that or the the gas prices had hit an all time high at a national average. The national average was five dollars mm-hmm. plus at that time last week, and it's only gone up, gone up since. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are pay- paying like seven, eight dollars. That's crazy in, for diesel, right? And you got to consider the fact that a lot of our transport revolves around trucks that need mm-hmm. diesel, and it's becoming more expensive for them. Oh, it drives our country, I think. I, I mean, most of the materials and supplies that we get for grocery stores and companies, it's not all grown and made. That's the best way to keep it all fresh, too, Yeah, is on refrigerator trucks. Yeah. So it just makes me wonder, like, at what point do we get, with, with everything so stressed right now, right, like... All the industries, lack of product, still somewhat of an increased demand currently, despite rates going up and prices being as high as they are. Um, but like the transport, housing, the c- increased cost of everything, it just kind of makes me wonder like at what point does it all just break? <laughs> yeah. You know? Well, and what happens? What does that look like? Well,. <laughs> I don't know that it's going to be a big 
break. I think it's going to be a slow, like, we're just going to start losing things. Yeah. We're going to start losing things one by one. And and I think we're going to start traveling less. If gas doesn't go down, I think that's going to be a major, uh, you know, outcome of that is you can't go on vacation now. Because unless, I mean, I would assume fuel for airplanes might still be going up. I don't know. So those are going to go up, but driving is just going to be out of the question unless you're, you know, willing to really fork it out for it. And so people are going to be driving less, not going out as much. I think we're going to lose some things, you know, some things at the grocery store are going to start disappearing and we're going to, we're going to just have to feel that and understand that. And hopefully the cool thing would be if like local companies started popping back up, you know, uh, that would be a really cool outcome of, maybe some nationwide crisis like that is people say, okay, well, what did we do before that we had all of these in these conveniences that we're losing? Well, we made them, we made things and we made things more locally and things were more available locally and, uh, people thrived like that. And I wouldn't be upset to see that personally. Yeah. I'll tell you, man, I'm a bit of a pessimist, <laughs> right? Like I hope for the best yeah. but I expect the worst. I don't anticipate that if we go into a recession, it's going to be very small business friendly. I don't think it's going to promote entrepreneurship. Maybe in like the service sectors or stuff like that, right? Like uh, technology and stuff, sure. Because technology is still going to continue to advance despite. Yeah. Um, and the other thing too is I like, I really, I really like wholeheartedly believe that as a nation we need to find the values that make a civilization great and we need to embody those a hundred percent unfortunately i just don't see that happening because right now we're divided as a nation probably more than we've ever been growing as it goes too. right and i know that there's been division since the inception of this country, you know, people are always going to have opinions. Mm -hmm. People have their right to an opinion. And even if I don't agree with it, you do with what you're given and I do with what I'm given. And that's that. Um, but people used to not talk about politics so much and be like, so like identified with it, you know, like now, I mean, it's pretty common for people to not want to be around other people that have different politics in certain to a certain degree, of course, yeah. you know, and I think that's a big change, you know, it's like people are actually getting really hostile towards the other. Yeah. So interesting enough, I was on, so I had seen a video, uh, I can't remember where I'd seen it, um, that was talking about the Department of Homeland Security. They had published a bulletin talking about heightened risk of domestic terrorism because of those factors. So I went to the Department of Homeland Security's website. The bulletin's still there. It's an advisory or, or something like that. Um, essentially citing differences in political and religious beliefs and several other things that would lead to this heightened risk of domestic terrorism and and I mean we've seen it a lot. the past couple of months have been I, I mean honestly man the last several years in the United States have been insane and the fact that it's been 
one after the other is the craziest thing to me. Yeah, it's been bad. It's been really bad. And that just brings me back to my point. Like, I just don't understand why. And I don't anticipate us doing anything about it because that's just how stubborn we are as Americans. We can't just come together. We we all talk about it on social media. We all have that general consensus of, like, this problem needs to be f- solved, you know? But what's happening? So why are we having such a hard time putting aside these differences that, you know, it's just crazy to me, man. I think it's the way we're wired at this point because I hear it a lot that people were more afraid of the hostilities like we have today back when there was more war, more wartime, and we saw more horrendous things happening. Yeah, and what a human can do to another human. Yeah, 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 and more often and more consistently. So the peacetime has lasted. You don't, I'm sorry to interrupt, but you don't think that we see that now, though? Like we're not, we, no, we, not we see it on screens. Yeah, okay. we don't, we don't see it though. Okay, that's like what it's I'm not saying. in our we don't experience life. it. No, okay. no, no, no. Like I think that's a big difference. Is like we experiencing it, seeing like if we ever actually had any sort of invasion, a real invasion where a few cities were hit by a foreign country, whatever. Uh, I think we'd care a little less about these politics. Honestly, I think we'd care a little less about all these things that are dividing us and we would come more together and be like, okay, that's right. We are Americans. We don't want to be killing each other because we just saw what that was like. We want to be together. We need to put some differences aside. I mean, it's no two humans are the same ever. They're never going to be. So you're going to have different opinions forever. The thing is, is right now to most human beings in America, having a different opinion is actually a reason to not like another person and to have just, you know, just have hate for another. And, you know, I think if they saw actual death and murder or war, I I just think it would, that would be more magnified in their priority list of trying to avoid that. You know, like people want to riot because they haven't been met with like crazy resistance. You know, if you do that in China, it's a lot different. I'm not talking, and I'm not talking about protesting. Like, protests are different. I think we have that right, and I think that's not a bad thing. But riots, you know, where you can start actually causing destruction and harm to others. I'm just saying, like, in other countries, like, that's not met well, you know. People are scared of that. Truly scared. And I think if we saw war and a little more hostility from other countries... Or whatever, I guess, aliens, you know, whatever it needs to be. Like, we just need to understand that we are one country. We have been one country, and we fought wars and won wars. And if we want to continue on the path of success, which I think what, I think the, the general consensus, though, is that, like, the mindset of people today just might not be able to be steered away. Yep. You know? The reality is, too, man, everyone's kind of taking a step back waiting for us to just tear ourselves apart from the inside out, you know? I don't they've, think had a, they've had a part to play in that, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And a like, lot of it's, a, a lot of it is all through computers and technology now, too. So there's, like, this whole other plane of warfare that we don't see visually because it's all happening on screens and stuff. Well, it translates to life. Everyone's minds. Yeah. 
You know, the screen is, it's partially your mind. Yeah. You know, you're thinking about it when you're viewing it, even when you're not viewing it, you're thinking about what's going on in it. You know, it, oh, we're so ingrained with our cell phones nowadays. Mm-hmm. You're not a human if you don't have a cell phone. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. And like, I think that's going to be the metaverse. I really do. Like, I think there were people that resisted, you know, like cell phones at first. Of course, there's plenty. I bet most of those people, if they're not passed away by now, they, they have cell phones, you know? Yeah. So the people that are saying now, you know, a lot of people are like, well, I'm not going to get into this. I'm not going to, I don't care. I just, I think it's going to be. Next generation will. Yeah. And I think they'll take over with it. Have you seen some of the graphics on Metaverse? Is it pretty crazy? I've seen some insane screenplay of like the most realistic um, mock-up of, you know, famous state parks. Um, is it is it interactive or is it more just yes, you view you it? you walk around. Okay. You can look at things. You can crouch and look at things. I yeah. mean, it's, it's insane what we're doing with this virtual reality. Oh, now. and when that, I, I don't even think that fire has really caught. Yeah. I really don't. Like All I, I think about is the movie Ready Player One. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And no, how... It's going to happen. We are shifting towards that more and more every day. Yeah. No, if, if, if there was a company that was like, hey, a million dollars and we'll keep your body alive, we'll put you in this VR world and, and you can stay there for the next five years. That's how much it costs. Huh. How many people have a million? They're in. Yeah. <laughs> Bet. Yeah. Bet that. I made a million last week on my computer somehow. Like, there's people making money on their computers anyways. They might as well like, oh, let's go be in a crazy Willy Wonka dimension, you know? And yeah. Just do whatever we want. Yeah. Or have electronic girlfriends. That's probably going to be a pretty big market. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Virtual girlfriends. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, And you're talking to someone in Bangladesh. You don't even know it. Like, oh, I love you. There will be an organic side of life. I love you, yes. And then there will be the digital side of life. And there will be the people that fall for the digital, and there will be the people that resist the digital. And now we found ourselves in the Matrix, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think that they say, like, there's honestly, like, slim odds that we're not in a simulation. Like, if like if you run the odds that we finally come up with one, that we have the technology. I mean, we've proved. I've, I have an Oculus at home. I know that's not as convincing, but that's the start and I know where these things go like it's going to get there for sure so like you you can't tell me that humans haven't just started it already done it 100% we're in it I think we've accomplished things that are not known by the general public through yeah, yeah. whatever it may be from ocean to space exploration elements I mean Ancient things, ruins, you know what I'm saying? There's There's great power in withholding information. There is. Great power, especially if it's very, like, useful information. Absolutely. You know, and our government's figured that out. They figured that out a long time ago. Have you ever heard of the conspiracy theory of why we actually went to Iraq? Is it for oil? No. Yeah, so, well, at least that's like the general... That's the general conspiracy. Yeah, so there's another one that kind of goes a little bit deeper in... Where it essentially states that Saddam Hussein had found a portal. I guess there's several portals across the globe um, that go to what? I'm not too familiar with it, right? I didn't read into it. 
Uh, it's just happened to be one of those TikToks where I'm scrolling at 11 o'clock Okay, so, so this isn't like, this isn't JFK. Like this no, is, no, 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 okay, no, no, no. Okay, I was going to put your name next to this one. No, I mean, take it for what it is, you know? Okay, I, okay. JFK is one that I am adamantly passionate about. And yeah. I'm cool with co-signing that. Yeah, okay, but, cool, cool, cool. Because I trust you a lot. It's like, yeah. when I hear something, I want to, I like, I'm That's the your... only conspiracy theory other than the Loch Ness Monster that I've actually like dove into <laughs> where I'm like, yo, I need to know. Why this is the way it is, right? Yeah, I, I remember. Um, so going back to Saddam Hussein, he finds one of these portals, and apparently it unlocks another universe, or it connects us to the creators of humans in the world. Or mm. I, I'm not too, again, familiar with it, um, but that is essentially why we went over to Iraq, is because we determined that he had found this portal, he was going to use it for no good. And we weren't having it. And we weren't having it. So if anybody's going to use it for no good, yeah. dang it, it's yeah. going to be us. Yeah. Well, I'm sure we have established bases in Iraq now, so we have to, right? Yeah. Well, I've talked... Unless everyone is out of there. I've talked to people, and my understanding is if there is any place on this planet that is even remotely a, a threat, could be potentially, which is probably a lot, any of them with the technology like we're ready like we're right next to them we're based up and like we've got if they're on a coast like we've got subs right there if you know they're in the mountains we've got a base somewhere in those mountains and like i would believe that i think america's that's what i would do yeah you know yeah it's like if i could hey guys what are we doing over here at the the, the, <laughs> the crazy thing is is like and i've seen this in on small scale, like just as San Angelo wise, people in San Angelo, the people that make, you know, a lot of money or have a lot of influence or power, whatever you want to call it, they don't stay to themselves. They, they get together, you know, they have clubs, you know, whatever they get together. That's small scale. It's just a natural human urge. I couldn't imagine that when you have a Putin, uh, you know, our president and their whole party. I'm not saying Biden. I don't know what he's doing, but yeah, whoever's in charge. My guy got got a photo taken of him with his cue card backwards, where it's literally <laughs> telling him everything that he has to do. It may have been photoshopped. <laughs> it may have been photoshopped. Look, I'm willing to admit that. Look, you can unless the media, me want unless to. the media is really trying to run the narrative that Joe Biden is just an idiot, and I. I I don't know him. I don't. There's I, been way too many instances yeah. where this guy's like, yeah. "What the fuck did we do?" Excuse my language, but what yeah. did we do? No, I, I, it's bad, bro. It's he's bad. a puppet. That's the worst thing about it. Twenty four will. It's gonna prove a lot, bro. If he wins again, I'm done. Oh, he's not. There's no way. Well, people think that this last election wasn't so oh, fair and square. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, my man Donald Trump, uh, salute to him, but he's a little crazy himself. Yeah. He's a little crazy Yeah, himself. let's start with this. You have to be crazy if you want to be president. Of I don't want to be president. United States? No. I would love to be president for a day. Mm. One day. You would lose years off your life in that day, I Probably. Think. Here's the thing. I would be involved in so much shit that it wouldn't even matter. The day would go by. I would need a full 24-hour experience. And I want to fly on Air Force One at least once. Well, at this point, there's, okay, there's positions around the president that last longer than the president. 
So if you think about it, every president is a rookie coming into this place. Every one of them. To this place surrounded by people that are not rookies. I would just think that those guys, they've already kind of got like, they've got the bumpers up. Like, they know, they're like, hey, they're gonna come over here, like, let's do this, let's do that, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're like, hey, like, oh, we got that. Yeah. Don't, uh. Yeah. That file, that's He's got us. a cabinet. Yeah. He's got a cabinet. But that does change from president to president sometimes. Okay. Like, they may keep, okay. unless it's like a different party. I'm, I'm speaking with very less not like, so yeah. low knowledge on how on most of it works. I just know that there... <sighs> Do you know, like, what you're supposed to do before you're the president? Like, you kind of know what's coming up, or is it just like, oh, day one, let's go. You're president I'm now. sure there's, yeah, so there's a transition period. For sure. Where they slowly bring in the new one and slowly give less and less responsibility to the current president. Or, I, you know what I'm saying? Something like that. There's a transition period where the other one's getting filled in on stuff and how things work. It's got to be weird. It's got to be weird. Like, oh, yeah. Especially when it's different parties. What if parties? he says, I want to do that. Like, I want to do that, what y'all are doing. I want to do that job. I want to be more in charge of that. And yeah. they say, no. <laughs> nope. Sorry. Yeah. We do this. There's rules. I don't I don't, I don't. don't make them. I just abide by them. Yeah. I'm sure it's pretty st- straight to the point. Yeah? Yeah. Because, like, the president can't just go get in his car and drive around, right? No. Who enforces that? Secret Service. Who enforces them? I think they're their own thing. Okay. Like, they are literally their own body. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And they can tell the president what to do. And in that way. I'm not saying, have it, a, I'm not saying have it every a, way. They have a duty to, to protect sure. the president. For sure. And, and the first in that lady. duty, it requires them to tell him what to do in certain ways. Yeah. I think that works in other categories, I imagine, yeah. too. You I know? imagine you'd lose your job if you told the president, get the fuck out of the way, bitch. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You probably would. But if you tell him, hey, that's our job, we do this, don't worry about it. Yeah. And, like, it's honestly, he doesn't even know he's supposed to be like, I should have looked at that. (laughs) All right, thanks. I'm going to have to answer for that later. (laughs) You know? He can't do it all. Yeah. And I don't know. It's it's weird. Like, isn't he more of a representative to, like, for the face of it all? Yeah, kind of. You know, like, we chose him. We like him. We look at him. He delivers the news, and we're cool with that because we voted him in. He just signs the law, bro. Yeah. Yeah, and we voted him in to sign the laws we want him to anyways. 100%. And That's more or less how it works. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Like I the older I get, the more I see like how the world I thought was supposed to work, and then I I, I watch the world and I see it's like it's a little different. Things are a little more different than I thought they were going to be. Things are a little there are rules, but then there's like the way people live outside those rules. Not so much I guess there's like there's like the the straight and narrow, and then there's the the side roads. There's the highways, and then there's the side roads. And some people live on those side roads, and they do different stuff, and mm-hmm. it's just different. And mm-hmm. I don't know. There's got to be people up there like that. It's crazy to me that we just give up so much power to other humans. Yeah. You know? And I guess to a certain point, like, they do have a pedigree prior to getting to like a state representative member of Congress part of the president's cabinet they have to be esteemed in their position right but like even with the Supreme Court stuff it's crazy to me that as a society 
Well, I and I mean, I, again, I understand why we have the Supreme Court. It's all about checks and balances. But like the fact that they're making such pivotal decisions quickly, as quick as they are, right? Yeah. And just like we've gotten to a point where we've made those controversial things up to the individual, and now that we're gonna come back and repeal those decisions, right, and do away with them. It's so crazy to me that we give that much power away, yeah, to a group of people, to a handful of people. And people are in an uproar about this. And this is again one of the reasons why unfortunately I don't foresee this unity coming anytime soon because it's just another thing that's divided the American people. Friends and family, man, on Facebook, I've seen so many people expressing both sides of this argument. And it's crazy to me. I mean, it's People are in an uproar about it. Personally, and I know that this is a really biased opinion, but personally I do feel like that in the South, I am not. I don't know that we have a chance. I think we have the best chance. Does that make sense? It does make sense. We're close-knit. We really are. And a lot of us stand by that. You know, um, A lot of the businesses around here stand together whether they're in the same field or not even if they are like a lot of them do when it comes down to standing up for our rights caring about our rights still yeah i agree with that and and even at that i think what's crazy is and i always think about this that just a changing of the mindset of americans throughout time like go back to the 50s and the 40s and times like that we don't know a patriotism like they probably knew and and during war times things like that we don't know the level of pride that people operated under back the then. The appreciation for what you have. Life. Just life. And having morals to go into that life. Like nowadays, and look, I'm not one to tell anybody how to live. I'm not. I have a family. I only have control of what goes on inside my house. You know, whatever else is not mine. But to just rip away any any type of structure to life, to say that it's just anything is everything and everything goes. I think that just opens up too much. You can't have a country based on that. I don't think. I mean, and that's a biased opinion. I know that. I know that that's a really biased opinion. But I still I still think that to somewhat degree you abide by a certain standard, especially, and that's, that's where the pride comes in. It's like, well, we... I've been doing this for a certain reason. Like, I've been acting this way, and, like, it's it's like, you know, when the Dallas Cowboys go out there, they don't all just wear whatever they want. They wear that, that you know, they wear that jersey, and there's a pride to that jersey, and they all tuck it in. They make sure it's clean. They make sure it's nice. I don't know. Like, do you see where I'm going? Well, you're saying, like, in terms of a country. In terms like of a country. A community. And just standing for some a few things. Like, look, gun rights. Yeah. You know, I'm a big believer in gun rights. I'm a big believer in you can't tell a citizen how they can and cannot protect themselves. Yep. You know, um, I think we don't have a gun problem. I think we have a people problem. I think we have a happiness problem, truly. And I um, I don't know how to prioritize happiness. I think that everybody getting everything they want has been the most, that's the biggest lie that's been told to people that tells them they're going to be happy. Because work, you know, just accomplishment and work. Like, it's not one of those things that you're not really getting something, you're doing something. And that's not one of those things that you're just going to go do. 
that's something that you're probably going to have to be told to do it first a few times to work and to give be given a job, be given a mission, something you can carry out and accomplish. Like there's something to that that brings happiness in my opinion and we've got a bunch of people that are just being paid to not be working. We have unemployment and sounds great to just sit at home and get paid. But I don't think that brings happiness. I think having a mission, having a goal. And I also know there's a lot of people working a shit job that they don't want to do. And that sucks too. And I don't know what to tell them because I know it's a hard road to just, you can't just quit. You got bills to pay. And my, I think my advice to them is to find stuff outside the job that they're working. You know, we do have a lot of time. I think that's another thing people get mistaken is I bet you know this because you work a lot like. I bet you value your time a lot. So when you're given some, you use the best of it. I do. Yeah. You know, I bet you prioritize that because you don't have a ton outside of work. Time's the most valuable asset. It really is. It's only going forward and it's never going back. Yeah. And it's only ticking down. So people have more time than I think people really appreciate and acknowledge. And in that time, if you do have some sort of job that you're not a fan of, it's not making you happy, do something outside of that that makes you happy. Maybe even transition it to a business. You know, you can do that. And that's something I'm interested in doing. You know, I don't know if I'd want to leave my job. I really enjoy it. I do. But I like entrepreneurship as well. So to make a product would be cool or to perform any sort of service that I enjoy doing. Something that makes me proud. Yeah. That'd be fun. I got you. You know, and maybe have a little side business with that. Yeah. My my biggest thing, man, my, my most fundal, fundamental belief is that Every human, regardless of skin color, religious preference, political preference, neighborhood, every human has the undeniable right to pursue a life of happiness and a life of satisfaction, however that may look for them. Yeah. However they may look for them. It doesn't have to fit the boxes either. It doesn't. And with that comes things that you and I may not agree with, things that the average Joe or Jane might, might not agree with. In terms of productivity, do I agree that there are things we could be doing as a community and as a nation to do better? Wholeheartedly. I don't think that it's, I don't, you know, and I don't want to get too crazy on the, on the topics, right? And whether or not I go one way or the other, my basic belief is that you are entitled to your opinion. You are entitled to live your life how you want to. Who am I to decide that for you? Right. And raise your family. Yeah. How you want to. Yeah. I'm here to experience life the way I want to within the boundaries that are accepted by everyone else, right? Obey the law, do no harm, right? Very basic. Fundamental. Exactly, right? And that's what I'm here for, man. There's no need to complicate that for me. I own guns to protect my family because I can't account for other people Because they're doing their own thing, just like I'm doing my own thing. Part of that is making sure that my family's protected. Exactly. Right? Doesn't mean that I don't agree that there are some changes we could make to how people acquire their guns. But it also doesn't mean that I that we have to 
limit and reduce what's available again for us to protect ourselves and our families because if you're banking on other people to protect you you're mistaken you know yeah and when that when that break if there is a real break happens you know i can get by i can i can get with the whole uh let's have some more procedures before people get a gun i'm with that uh, I do, I, I'm also, I'm a big believer in, it's kind of like drugs. You can make them completely illegal. People still have them, yep. you know, and those people are all, in that sense, they're criminals, Yep. you know, criminals are always going to have. So now the problem's twofold. Now we got people using the drug, drugs illegally and they're criminals. <laughs> so now we're packing our prisons with nonviolent offenders. Yeah. When we've got murderers, rapists, kidnappers. People, yeah, people beating on kids and their wives, and I'm cool with all drugs being legal to have, illegal to manufacture. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, illegal to sell, and I, I don't know if there's any medical uses for certain ones, certain other this or that, but maybe figure out routes for those. But as far as just having possession of a small amount of certain drug, uh. I think it should be a ticket or something, you know. Oregon's on that wave. Yeah. Oregon made everything legal. Yeah. No, I saw that. I, how's that going? Have you looked into that? They haven't lit themselves on fire yet. Yeah. I, I haven't heard bad news. I don't know what the crime rate's doing. I don't know that it's been long enough for... Uh, I mean, how do you judge the crime rate? It's like based on... Well, analytics. You're just looking at data from previous years. Specific crimes. Did they increase? Did they decrease? How are they, are they related more, to... So, I guess, are they looking for more violence? Like, not necessarily. Like, you're not, you're yeah, gonna have drug even, charges. Yeah, but even like petty stuff, like misdemeanor theft and trespass. You know what I'm saying? No, like theft. Even, yeah, they're gonna like, look at everything. Theft would probably. They're gonna be look a good at everything. Indicator, yeah. like, I just don't know that it's been long enough for them to like really call it one way or the other. I will say this is like, and I know this is like kind of stereotyping, just people on, I'll say like crack and meth and stuff. I've met a few in my life. Yeah, and. A lot of them steal. Yeah. A lot of them. Not all of them. Yeah. So many of them, though. I was preparing myself for you to say some real racist shit. I don't know why. Because I said stereotype. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like... Uh, you can stereotype drug addicts, right? That's I think that's correct fair. term, right? Yeah, I think that's fair. I generalize. Yeah. Yeah, the word stereotype has just been floating around the whole racist yeah. pool lately, yeah, yeah. which, you know... I, that was wrong for me to, that, to assume that of you, because I know you're not a racist, Evan. No. That was wrong for me to assume, <laughs> and I apologize. I'm glad you know First that. First hand. Now everybody knows that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Devin Tenney is not a racist, no. ladies and gentlemen. Nope. Um, Yeah, Oregon's going wild over there. That's crazy. For sure. That's very interesting. I'm. I'm uh, it's essentially a uh, live experiment. If alcohol is legal and you can buy enough to kill a person at the liquor store, you know... I can go right now and buy enough alcohol to kill me if I were to drink it that day, you know? If that's legal, I just, I I hope other people aren't doing drugs, but at the same time, they're going to. You might as well not fill our prisons and ruin these people's lives even more, you know? I know, personally, like, I, I, I did drugs. I got off drugs without you know, judicial interference. I just did. I got off drugs. So, 
if I can do that, I would hope that for a lot of people. Yeah. And I think they can. Yeah. I, I think it's all dependent on certain circumstances, right? Um, support. Um, yeah, support's a, a huge thing. That's a big thing. Um, to be fair, I don't think any crackheads are going to be listening to us anyway because they're probably <laughs> working on their car right now. Dang it. Yeah. But, that's uh, who I'm speaking to right now. <laughs> the crackheads? They need it. I don't know... Spotify doesn't tell me if people are on drugs or not whenever they listen to the podcast. So they just tell me how old they are and where they're from. <laughs> Dang. Yeah. They don't tell me if they're on crack or not. So unfortunately, we'll never know unless you tell me that you're on crack listening to my show. How would they tell you? Plug it. Uh, Facebook, where I share it. Sean Fuentes. <laughs> yeah. Just let me know if you're on crack listening to this, I guess. We're here for you. Maybe don't do that. Maybe we won't send tell. me a direct message <laughs> so you don't sell yourself out. Comment it. Crack is definitely not one of those things where people are like, oh, you do crack? Dang, bro, let's go. I didn't know you were doing crack now. Let's go. Other drugs are. Some other drugs are. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, you do that? Crack is not one of them. No. No. It's like, I'm sorry, bro. You too. I don't know any crackheads off the top of my head. I don't either. I know people that call crackheads, but I don't know legitimate crackheads. We have a famous one in our town. We do. We but do. I don't know his life. Yeah, Everyone's told me he's a crackhead. I don't know that. Yeah, He does crackhead stuff. I think it's kind of wrong for us to assume that anyone on the street is a crackhead. Yeah. 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 Me and Zach play a game. <laughs> when we see people on their bike, we ask each other, because they have to or because they want to. <laughs> That's a good game. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. So many just have to. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I'm wrong to assume that. You could be wearing your button up and your khakis while you're getting exercise. I yeah. doubt it, but. Well, shit, with where gas prices are right now, I'm <laughs> considering hopping on my bike, bro. Parking the truck, yeah. not driving it. Yeah. Unless I have to. Yeah, I'll get a moped. Seriously. That wouldn't like, be get a bad ready. Idea. Bet that. I bet you start seeing some mopeds have around. You, uh, have you ever seen the Honda Groms? I have heard a lot of. Bro. I'm like five foot four, so one of those is perfect for me. I'll look like a normal person I've on a bike. I've just heard so many jokes about them. What What do you mean? Well, so Kyle, uh-huh. Kyle's a big Harley guy. Okay. Worked at the Harley dealership. That's true. They had a Grom. They shat on it. Did they? <laughs> so much. Yeah. But you're talking about a bunch of guys who are staring at like $80,000 bikes. I, yeah. I, I don't know if they're that much, but yeah, they're a lot. Different caliber bikes, too. Yeah. Now, look, I don't want those big ones either. I don't. I want a motorcycle, and I want one that's fun, zippy, and kind of loud. I do want loud. I like that. Okay. Uh, get loud on a Saturday evening. Um, But I don't, I don't, I don't need a rocket. Nah. I don't want a rocket. Nah, not I'm necessary. Not, I'm not ready for a rocket. Just a little cruiser. Yeah. Harley yeah. has a, like a Roadster or it's a... It's a Rebel. I th- no, that's a Honda. No, it's a... Yeah, Sportster. That's, that's a Rebel. Uh, they have uh, the Iron 883, I think is what it's called. Okay. Beautiful bike. Perfect for what I'd want. Which um, are they? Man, I don't know. Affordable right yeah. now at least. Dude, I want a bike so bad. Alex will not let me get a bike. Right now, at least. So, listen, listen. It's going on the dream. No board. wives just say, hey, go get a bike. It's more or less, oh, you got a bike. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I'm going to tell you this, I bet you 70%, maybe more, that's the case. You think so? Yeah. It's like kids being born. How many are planned? Ours wasn't. 
Mine wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't. Yeah. My wife wasn't. You know what I mean? Like how much I of, wasn't either. Yeah, dude. How much of humanity was like, oh damn. <laughs> <laughs> now we're here. Yeah. Man. Yeah. We got so many. Humanity is built off a lot of men saying, ah, screw it. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. <laughs> oh god. I'll leave it there. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Like, more than not. Yeah. More than not. That's humanity. Yeah. It's crazy. It is. We're a freaking strange species. Yeah. Yeah. The more I, like, sit back and think about the things that we do, I'm like, what in the world? Like, I don't know if elk, like, I don't know if they just have it in their heads that they're like, I want to make a baby. I think they're just like, they have that urge. Oh, it's all instinct. Yeah. Yeah. I saw a crazy video of a grizzly bear tracking uh, elk and her two little elklings. I don't know what you call them. Ooh. Um, bro, and this grizzly comes chopping down from this hillside. Does it get them? Yams one of the, the no. little elklings. Yams them, bro. Violent. Those, those videos are crazy for me to watch. One, because... I'm interested in watching them. It's nature. Mm-hmm. I don't experience nature, right? I see feral cats running around my neighborhood like crazy, and that's about the most nature yeah. that I get out my front door, right? And that's still like, that's great value nature. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, <laughs> cats, bro. We got to get that. We got to get that in check. Um, But, you know, I find myself interested because it's nature, but then I also find myself like, Holy moly. I feel bad for that little Elkling, you know? Oh, it. we're so desensitized we to how violent nature is. It is. It's violent. Yeah. And, like, we, it, it's such a tragedy when we, like, bump into it. Like, hu- humans bump into the, the violence that we came from. Yep. And we were born into it. And, well, we weren't. But yeah. our, our species was. But, yeah. No, no. Like. I know it's like a, it's a it's an old record on Joe Rogan's podcast, but he's always talking about how like we have all these movies about Yogi the Bear and all these cute, funny bears and and like, dude, those are monsters. Those yes. are legitimate. Like, give you nightmares. If I see a bear in person on site, I'm shitting my pants. Yeah, <laughs> whether you want to or not, like, on site, your bowels will be vo- voided. <laughs> Bro, I couldn't imagine. On his account or your account? Like, yeah, that's the thing. Like, no, I couldn't imagine either. Like, we're so, we sit in comfortable cars and we sit in comfortable seats and sit on our couch and then get in the air condition and then get in the nice shower. Mm -hmm. And like, you might wipe our butts with toilet paper. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. And then you might stub your toe every once in a while. That's like your most like violent part of your day. Yeah. And then like, you just go on a cute little hike and you run into Yogi the Bear. Mm Mm-hmm. And he the, eats you. The problem with that, too, is if a bear is comfortable being in the proximity of humans, more than likely they've had access to, like, human food. And that is why they, you know what I'm saying? They'll kill you to get it. Unless in the off chance you just stumble upon a bear, right? Yeah. Which could happen. And, and well, does. think of this. Would you go hiking? If you knew, if they told you, like, hey, like, there's not a lot of them, but there's a few. There's some savage humans out there. They don't have guns. <laughs> They've got knives. Oh, my God. And they want your food really bad. <laughs> they might eat you. 
They might not, but they will kill you. They will kill you to get your food. Would you go hiking there? No. Why would you go hiking around bears? Because <laughs> it's not the same thing. I don't think it's not the same thing. I would rather, <laughs> I would test my chances against a savage with knives versus a bear. No. Really? Humans are conscious. I, okay. They can make the decision to go out of their way and attack you. A bear. <laughs> you stumble more... upon that strategy. I get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Humans can strategize. I get that. Yeah. A bear, if it's had human food, it's going to. It's if you have food on you, yeah, it wants that food, right? Uh-huh. Which is why you better ditch the bag or throw the jerky and. What if you're hunting? Continue like your to walk. whole point of being there is the food that it wants. Assess the situation as it comes. Okay, okay, you kill an elk. Yeah, you're in Wyoming. Yeah, your elk drops. You go find it, and there's just bear poop everywhere, and it's soft, it's fresh. What are you doing? I'm looking for a bear. Are you getting your elk? Depends. Because you got to cut it up right there. Where's the bear? You don't know. Well. He knows where you are. Yeah. I'm most likely not doing that by myself, though. No? No. No. I don't have the stomach for that. (laughs) For the the gutting and all that? No, no, no. For the people that can go out and hunt in wilderness by themselves. (laughs) I can't do that. There are people that do that. I went to a campsite in Colorado. Met a gentleman there. All he does year-round is go to Colorado, Montana, Wyoming, all that stuff, and hunt year-round. How does he pay for that? No idea. Didn't ask. This dude got up every time we were there at the campsite, 4 or 5 a.m., went on his ATV deep in the forest by himself, and just, like, one night he was out all night because he had camp where he was at because he was tracking. Uh Uh-huh crazy I'm like dude you go out there by yourself <laughs> yeah I got a gun oh he likes it I'm he's, like, he's probably like I don't care if I die out there maybe not and maybe that's what you have to come to terms with right mm-hmm. to be out there by yourself cause I'm telling you nope won't do it not by myself someone else is going down with me if I yeah. get attacked by <laughs> yeah I could see that it's like at least someone can or someone needs to be there so if I'm the unfortunate one that doesn't get away, they can tell my wife and kid. I love yeah, them. you know what yeah. I'm saying. He like, went down like a champ. Yeah, probably not. That's what I'd scream. Yeah. Tell him I went down like a champ. <laughs> ah! I won't. Yeah, yeah. No. I couldn't even imagine that, man. No, it's scary. Like, I don't hear good. I just don't. Like, you don't? I, I don't hear very well. Huh. Now, I'm coming to to conclusions with it. Part of it, I just think, is not good hearing. Another part of it is, like, attention to what I'm listening to. So, I think if, like, life and death was on the line, it's like a bear. I'm listening for, like, rustling leaves and, like, t- twigs breaking and leaves being moved, whatever. I think I'd hear it better. But Probably. I, I just don't know if I trust it. Like, I do want someone else out there that's like, hey, you, do you hear good? Are you very aware of yeah. your surroundings? So I'm not. Yeah. Someone's got to be. Do you think a 9 millimeter even does anything to a bear? So... There's a lot of question on, like, what do you take in bear country yeah. to protect yourself? So, the, the the best thing that I've heard is from a guy named Cam Newcomb. Okay. And uh, I hope that's his name. <laughs> I, I think it is. His name dropped him pretty hard there. Yeah. Well, he's on Steve Rinella's Meat Eater. Okay. A couple times. He's really cool. But he says that the main bear training is, they say, I think the standard is take the gun you're comfortable with. Because if you're going to take a gun that's massive, right, that you don't shoot very often... You're going to maybe get a couple shots on it. It's going to have recoil. It's going to, like, you're getting less shots 
to count. It's more like get the gun you're comfortable with, even if it's a nine, put 12 in its head because you're comfortable there. That's where you got to put them. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean 12 in the head is like 145. I mean, no, it's more than that. You know, it's... Depending on how big the bear is. Yeah, yeah, but 12, you know. I've never been where grizzlies are. I've only been where like black and yeah. brown bears are at. So. There's some black bears in Texas. There are. Yeah. They're yeah. in West Texas. They're out by El Paso and stuff too, I think. Poor bears. Yeah. They're adapted to the area, I guess. <laughs> that sucks. Yeah. Good thing they don't get postcards from like other bears. <laughs> it's way cooler up here. Check out how good life is. Yeah, it's so dope. Yeah. Yeah, I don't... Uh, I don't think Colorado's had a grizzly in a really long time. Really? Yeah. So where are the grizzlies at? Uh, All up north. Like Wyoming, Montana, all that. I think maybe even further than that. Definitely Alaska. Canada. Okay. Canada has grizzlies. So far from us. Yeah. Cool. You know, I'm pretty sure that they're in like Wyoming and stuff too. Yellowstone has grizzlies. So. Um, okay. Yeah. I just, uh, I know that if I ever saw one, I'm... I've seen full size mounts of a of grizzly bears. Yeah, really standing, huge, very huge. Yeah, and like the only way I can ever even try to begin to understand because I've never seen one in action. Like you go to the zoo, all the cool animals aren't doing shit. You know, <laughs> they never are. They're never no. doing something cool. But anyways, mm-hmm. uh, I always think of like a cat. You seen cats move? Like you ever seen cats swat? Yeah, it's crazy. And they're little bitty. I always think of like bears or big cats that I see. So like I'll be standing in front of like a big cat mount, and I've seen those too, like a lion or a or a tiger or whatever. Really? Yeah. No, I've I've gotten to meet some pretty cool people, working for people, and those type of people they love showing that stuff. They didn't mm-hmm. pay that money to get that mm-hmm. and get that mounted to not show people. So they love showing it. And anyways, I just try to think like, okay, I've seen a house cat move. That's massive. <laughs> That's like 1,200 pounds, mm-hmm. and all they eat is meat. They don't eat vegetables. Mm-mm. They're hungry. It's a 1,200-pound machine that needs food, and that food is only meat. Yep. It's living. That's, <laughs> That's crazy. It, I mean, it literally, it's just a monster out there that recycles itself and fuels up on death, <laughs> killing things. Sounds like a metal song. Yeah. Yeah. I bet they're, I mean, that's what, they're, they're in the metal world. They are. They're in nature. They are. Dude, Tiger King. There's something about, apparently, just being around these creatures. Like, it does something to you. It's like drugs, you know? It gives you this ego boost, and it gives you this, like, I don't know. It seems like a rock star mentality, you know? just just automatically ingrained in you because you've been around tigers, you know? Chicks dig it. I don't know. I don't know what the thing is. A tiger. I, I, yeah, I've seen some videos of, like, people out in the Middle East that are way too cool with their tigers. Yeah. Putting their arms around them, crawling around with them. I'm not that cool with my dog. Like, seriously. Like, yeah. I have a pit bull at home. Yeah. I never forget he's a pit bull. And I always ask myself, you got him? Yeah. I don't know. What I'm, do you think? I'm pretty playful with Nipsey. And he's a Doberman, so. And you don't got him. I don't. No. No, if he wanted to, it, he would tab it could be over. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. Like, But I don't think it would be that easy. I'm pretty sure that if it came down to that situation, right, which it never will. His temperament is insanely. He's so gentle. He's yeah, just a pup. The, the breed is oriented to serve. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They're not. They're not rebellious. No, I would have to be abusing my dog in mm-hmm. order for him to. 
Do oh no! Like it, it, I say it's crazy. Like I really do. I trust my dog. Like, and he yeah. is my dog. Like, I, and I get your point too. Yeah, it's it's, it's just nuts that like there is the physical potential. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not really mental, but the physical. They have the the tools, mm-hmm. and they have the, they do have their own decisions at the end of the day. You know, but we trust those decisions just like we trust our own and each other. Yeah. You know, uh, which is why I'm not going hiking in a forest with a bunch of savages with knives. Because they can make that conscious decision <laughs> to attack me with their knives, and bring, if I'm happy, go, yeah, if I'm happy go lucky, Sean, sitting on a log eating a Nutrigrain <laughs> bar, and I don't know it's coming, I'm done for. Uh, but you do know it's coming. They told you. They said, "Hey, there's savages up there with <laughs> knives, wanting to kill you for your food." Fair enough. That's why I'm not going. <laughs> That's why I'm not doing that. Are you uh, scared of bobcats? No. F- no. No. Are you scared of mountain lions? No. I am. Like, I'm not scared. I mean, like, I respect. Like, I'm not scared, like, going outside your front door. Yeah, I respect what they're capable of. Yeah, that's what I'm asking that's about That's why a bobcat. I don't fuck with mountain lions. That's what I'm asking, though, about a bobcat. Like, you think you got a bobcat? No. I think it'd be a rough time, but I think you could kill it. Bro, they're so, they're smaller, too, so they're going to be a little bit more agile than a big cat. Yeah. That thing's going to jump on your neck and bite your face and... Cut your neck up. I just think I could grab its <laughs> legs and whip it like a towel. Here's what we'll do. And I'm willing to bet we can get pay-per-view for this. Oh, God. We will put you in the ring with a bobcat. I'm not the ring guy. I'm not the ring guy. I know people, though. We can make it happen. I'm just not the guy. Why? You <sighs> think you can take the bobcat? I do, but I think I'm not me specifically. I think a hu- I think you could. Okay. So like, But I, I'm not doing it. I'm not either. I, but I'm down to do this. <laughs> I know somebody. Somebody will do it. We'll figure it out. Yeah. People need money. It's a recession. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> Someone's fighting a bobcat. I don't know if I want to watch that. Because I don't know how that's going to go. Khabib fought a bear. Come on. Yeah. Who did? Khabib. He fought a bear? I mean, it's kind of cheap looking. You should <laughs> you should look into it. It's like when he was a kid. Like, he bought it. He fought it. Like, he wrestled with a small bear. Okay. I mean, it, it could have killed him. Really? But it didn't seem like he really wanted to. Khabib's an animal. He is an animal. So it only makes sense he's fighting other animals. I think he just got inducted to the Hall of Fame. Really? Mm-hmm. Pretty early, huh? That's pretty quick. I mean, he's not going to do anymore. I think they established that, so yeah. they're just came Why? Out. Why is he not fighting anymore? Is he supposed to burn it out? He cut his career way too short. <sighs> I want to know what his age was. Look up his age when he retired. If he's over 30, I'm not going to say that he retired too early. He cut it way too short, bro. He cut it way too short. When do you think he was born? Uh, 80, 88. 88, yeah. He's 33 years old. When was he born? 88. No, he wasn't. Yeah, 1988. Okay. okay. He's 33. When did he retire, though? Like two years ago? Maybe. I think so, yeah. Yeah, man. No, that's good. That's fine. You think that he had an adequate enough... You think that he had an adequate enough... Um, I think he accomplished a lot of what he title. wanted to. That's the biggest thing. Is that his goal? Did he contend his... I, he did with Connor. He yeah. did He did with uh, Gaethje, Savage. He did with Poirier. Savage okay. Connor. So you're Savage. telling me you wouldn't want to see him versus who? 
him versus Usman. I'd yeah. like to see that. I mean, I wanted to see him versus GSP, but I don't know if that was really going to work. Like, can't yeah. him and his Why? Prime. Because of the, like, wrestling background? No, just... I, there's no way you're going to get him in his prime versus GSP in his prime. No. You know, so it wouldn't have been too fair. But Usman would have been good. Yeah. That would have been cool. Or Covington. I would have liked to see that. Who gets Usman next? I don't know. Have they? I think Kamzat's getting there. Really? Kamzat's getting close. Um, I don't know why he wouldn't. Honestly, he just beat Gilbert Burns. Maybe he fights Colby. And, yeah, he's up for Usman. Yeah. Uh <laughs> there's small talk like Connor maybe like it would be crazy I don't think he Connor does it. come back though yeah he's gonna come back I, I and, unless and he's he, gonna get a big fight and then get kicked really freaking hard in his leg yeah someone's wanna get him out of there um, if they give him movement I think that's BS to be honest I'd, I'd watch it I'd pay for it but yeah. I think like I'd want I'd rather see like Kamzat make the climb and not really get robbed of that opportunity. I think he's got one fight before he should fight Usman. And who's fight. contender in that class? Covington. Mm, I think I mean, it's yeah. still Covington. I mean, yeah, he fought him, and he's the only. He's everyone, they've gone twice now. Yeah, and there will be a third fight. Assumed. Well, he beat him twice, though. Yeah, oh, so you don't think third fight? That's up to Usman at that point. Like, uh, Colby doesn't have like the rights to say he deserves one. He's lost twice in a row. Like that's 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 better man, you know, in my opinion. Um, yeah, I, dude, Usman's a savage. Usman is a true savage. He's pound for pound. So you think you think Adesanya's getting his this this next weekend? I think that he is not being considered of what Cannoneer is capable of. I think. You know, I don't know. What's I don't know. what's What's Cannoneer's ground game like, though? What happens if it goes to that? Because I know he can stand up and box. He's got to get... So, I've watched. Okay, Izzy doesn't have a great ground game, but he's got a great defense yeah. uh, about getting taken down. Mm-hmm. He's real lanky and real squirrely and gets out of it real quick. So, like, depends. Like, if Cannoneer can get him down, I think he could ground and pound him to a pulp. I just don't know if he can get him down. He's got to be fast and yeah. good and better than Adesanya in that game and I don't know that he is like but if Adesanya, Adesanya doesn't turn on you know if he doesn't really turn on like he did with Kelvin Gastelum or with I don't know he hasn't turned on you know in a few fights I'll give you that because he hasn't had to really he hasn't had to which mm-hmm. is nuts like he's he's dissecting the fight every time <laughs> he fights bro and it's like he's just it's his game mm-hmm. it's his game if he loses awesome not saying I'm rooting, rooting against him if anybody is a bigger Adesanya fan, let's just say in our friend group, I'd love to meet him because I've been talking about Adesanya f- for like seven years. Yeah. Uh, my boy Younger really loves Adesanya. Yeah. He really loves Adesanya. Adesanya's the new wave of fighting. Which is going to make next week real interesting if we're doing his episode and Adesanya loses. Dude, I'm so I'm excited to hear that because I'm going to watch the fight. I'm going to be there for all of it. So. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be a good time. It's going to be cool. Volkanovski and Max Holloway. That's the co-main event. I want Max. It's their trilogy fight, and I want Max to win it. Has it gone one apiece? I want to say so. That's why they do the trilogy. Yeah. But I could be wrong. I don't know. I don't know. Who's after that? Uh, Sean Strickland, Alex Pereira. Pierre. So, Alex Pierre. Do you know about him? No. He's the only... He, He's 5-1. He knocked out Izzy. Really? In... Uh, a kickboxing division a long time ago. Really? 
and now he's making the climb. So I like that. I like that storyline. Okay. And he's been whooping ass. Yeah, he's five and one. He's been really doing good. Sean in the Strickland UFC. is no joke though. He's twenty five and three. Yeah, I love Sean Strickland. Yeah. So it's weird. There's there's all these dynamics, and it's like I'm invested in certain aspects of like who could win, who could do this and that. But Sean Strickland wins. I'm stoked because I love Sean Strickland. Alex Pierre wins. I'm stoked because I want to watch him climb that fight. But even if he does win and Adesanya loses, I'll tell you this: if Alex Pierre wins, Adesanya loses. They might be a fight away from fighting each other. And everyone's been... So everyone has been saying, like, this Alex Pierre guy, like, he's a threat to Izzy. It's like, okay, cool, but he's still got to fight through fire to even get to Izzy's level, you know? Well, what if Izzy loses? That cuts that fire down by, like, half. So, like, if Izzy loses, Pierre wins, you could be seeing... They might be, like, a fight away from fighting each other. And that would be cool. Like, that'd be a cool storyline. Like, this guy beat you somewhere you came here dominated he's dominated and it's just like the karate kid you know like he's come back he's yeah. here to get you yeah and let's see what happens can he or fireworks can he yeah man i love it i fireworks. love this i love this sport i love how the the stories just like sometimes they take years to unfold and like that one and i love it i love all of it i'm so ready for next weekend it's we're getting a treat it should be a hundred dollars don't say that He's not going to listen to me. It's going to be 80. It's going to be expensive anyways. Yeah, it is. We're in a recession, bro. I don't need UFC to be $100. I know it. Thank God Formula One's free. You know what you need to do? You need to get you a solid setup with a guy. Whoever that guy is. I wish it could be me. If you wanted to, you'd just be part of my thing, but I get it. You want to host your own thing. But you got to get a guy that will always go in with you. Because 40 bucks for a whole night? It's not that bad. Not that bad. It's really not. 40 bucks is, you know, you spend more than that at the bar. Yeah. So, I've always had that. And I was just saying that to somebody else the other day. It was like, the only reason I've been able to watch all these fights consistently is that I have somebody going in with me on it. And that's what makes it happen. Because it's easier to tell the old boss lady, hey, 40 bucks versus 80 for a thing I'm watching. In a good amount of entertainment. Yeah, for yeah. sure. For yeah. sure. The cool thing is, I've got her, like, she gets excited a little bit. Like, not like us, but she's still, like, she's here for it. She likes Adesanya. Brooke does. Okay. Yeah, she's a fan. She, okay. y- You know if she knows their name. She's a fan. That's true. You it's know? the same with, with Alex. Yeah, it's cool. I like watching them kind of pick up on stuff and, like, yes. they're, they're kind of like, okay, I've only got one option, and that's to get into this. And, yeah. like, and I don't care what anybody says. Fights are interesting. Fighting's cool. We've been watching people fight with their fists and their hands and their legs. Since the dawn of time. Yep. We're going to watch it till the end of time. And you can get on the boat or you can stand on the sidelines <laughs> with your crybaby attitudes and act like it's a not a gentleman's sport, whatever you want to say. It's awesome. It's fun. These guys know what they're doing. They're warriors and we should respect them and appreciate them for what they do for us. Yeah. For pure entertainment. For pure entertainment and a lot of money. Yeah. Okay. So let's call it now. Let's make it official. We'll come back to this in a week after the fight. Yes. Okay. So, we're going to start up main card, first fight, Pedro Munoz, Sean O'Malley. Who you got? Sean O'Malley. Sean O'Malley takes it. Not easily. Not easily? Not easily. You don't think so? No. Okay. No. Look, Sean O'Malley has built a wave around him. I'll give him that. He has. I don't think he's quite the savage 
that he's built himself. Look, he will be. I do think he will be. He's still green, though. Like, it takes time. That's fair. But I think he's got it. That's fair. I, and I want him to win. Okay. I do. Next fight for women flyweight is Lauren Murphy and Misha Tate. Misha Tate. Fair enough. She's no G. I'm with you on that one. Yeah. Sean Strickland. Ugh. Or Ooh. Alex Dude, they're, they're both savage. Yeah. <sighs> Gotta do it. One or the other. They both can't win. They no. can both lose. They both could draw. Yeah. I'm going to go Strickland. I like Strickland. Okay. Volkanovski or Hallway? <laughs> I always have like a I want and I have a I think. Like I think Volkanovski probably has a better chance. Like he's been killing it lately. But I want Max Holloway to win because he's just awesome. I love Max Holloway. I'd love to see him as a champ again. Uh, Max. Let's go Max. Okay. I like Max. And for the main event... Israel, Adesanya, Jared, Cannonier. I'm going to back Adesanya. I have my whole his whole career. I'm going to okay. keep doing that. All right. Yeah. You're a loyal fan. Yeah. I'm loyal to him. Like, yeah. I'm, as soon as he, like, don't think I won't cheer if he gets a roundhouse to the dome and gets knocked out. I'm still cheering. Like, that's crazy. I'm, I'm here for the excitement. I want Dana White to win. Dana White wins. I win. Fair enough. We'll get back to you in a week then. And we'll see, uh, we'll see if you get it all the way. If you, if you get it all the way, you might just need to become a fight analyst. I think you might need to explore that. I've career. done it before. Yeah. A few times. Really? Well, I'll be watching a card and like, I don't keep up because I'm really interested in the fights. Like, it's crazy. Like, I really, I'll just say it. I'll be like, I think this guy's got it. Like, I'll watch like the first minute or two of the first round. Like, I think he's got it. Like, he's doing really good. And I've done a few cards where like, I'll get like six or seven in a row. Just, I got it. Time to start putting some money on him. Oh, that ruins it. You think so? It ruins it for me. Yeah. Because then it's like, then I won't really cheer whenever Adesanya gets that head kick. Then I'm actually upset. I go home upset and I cry. Fair enough. Drink more. Yeah. You don't got to ruin it for yourself. Yeah. I'll I'll bet on prelim stuff. If I don't know them, I'll bet. Okay. Yeah. If I don't, if I don't have any kind of tie to them, they're just a random person. I don't know who they are. I'll bet. But I I don't want to see any fighting first. That's fair. Yeah. I want to bet right away. So you don't have like a opinion. Nope. Just let the universe decide. Fair enough. Yeah. Are you entitled to this money or not? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, Devin. That's going to be it tonight, bro. Cool, man. I can't wait to come back. Official podcast number five. For y'all. And we recorded and on both mics this time, too. Boom! So. <laughs> Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Everyone have a blessed weekend.